Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sports Ethos NBA DFS Today podcast. It's your boy Ramiz, uh, and we're going to be talking about a seven-game slate. Uh, this one, we got some interesting matchups. Of course, it might be the game. It might be featuring, actually, pardon me, the game where Pat Siakam de- debuts for the Indiana Pacers. Of course, that is still uh, questionable. Uh, but my, let's drive straight into it. I guess we'll be doing it by positions. But before we get into that, uh, I guess let me give you some notes on the bet three six five over unders. Of course, uh, the highest over under game predicted by bet three six five is Spurs Horns at two thirty six point five, and close to that is the Suns and Pelicans at two thirty five point five. Uh, on top of that, the lowest one seems to be the Philadelphia Sixers versus Orlando Magic at two twenty two point five. Seems like a defensive matchup, I guess, and. Uh, yeah, none of them are really out too much, like in terms of 240 or anything like that. Of course, like I said, Indiana Pacers are still winning on, I guess, Pascal Siakam if he's going to suit up that game because there is no over-under for that, which one, which usually Indiana Pacers are usually the team that have over 240 over-under predictions. Uh, in terms of injuries, uh, Anthony Davis, Trey Young, and LeBron James are all questionable, but I feel like they're most likely going to play. Uh, of course, the continuous injuries of Tyrese Halliburton, Victor Wembanyama is ruled out for the Friday matchup against the Charlotte Hornets, which is an interesting take that we will talk about in a future situation in this upcoming podcast. In this, pardon me, in this podcast, uh, Pascal Siakam is out, but this is I think it'll be bad. It'll be become questionable because I think uh, Indiana do play today, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, they're playing currently right now against this Kings. So, I guess right now he is out, but I think for tomorrow it's going to be questionable. Uh, Franz Wagner is still out. Uh, Mikhail Bridges is questionable too, but most likely he'll play, I think. Uh, DeAndre Agan should return. Of course, he missed last game due to the, the blockage outside of the, I guess the weather was really bad. Uh, and then you got Jaime Alcaz still, I think, doubtful to return against Atlanta. Gordon Hayward, DeAnthony Melton, uh, Mark Williams, Andrew Nemhard, Shaden Sharp all out. Uh, Aaron Gordon is uh, questionable alongside Zach Collins. Uh, and then you got on the lower side against Brandon Miller and Nick Richards, uh, questionable as well. Uh, but without further ado, let's go straight into the point guard position. And uh, I'll just have to give you a rundown for this whole slate. I don't think there's a lot of high tier guys that I would go for. Uh, in this position, I did go for one of them, and that is Lamelo Ball at, at 8,800. Uh, in, the, in terms of matchup, in terms of the competition, and well, just him being back into his groove. Uh, I think this is a great pickup to go for. I think he's been averaging close to 50 DK fantasy points in the past six games. Uh, and with no Victor Wambayana, I mean, that means there's less paint protection, less rim protection in the paint, allowing Lamel to just probably have more freedom to do his thing. Uh, he is, I think, the most expensive player on my slate. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I didn't go for a lot of high-end players. I found the mid-tier, like the high, mid to high expensive tier, the best area. Uh, but yeah, Lamelo eighty-eight hundred was one of my favorite players of this slate. Uh, also more appealing compared to the other point guards. Of course, his position is always stacked. Uh, but with Trey Young being a bit too expensive, Devil Booker is always a nice pickup. But of course, with that case, KD, Bo, all healthy, it might be a bit more spread out now. And then Tyrese Maxey, I think in that Orlando matchup is going to be, has a chance to be more limited. So I think Lame- I like Lamelo with the more safer option compared to Maxey and the and so therefore I decided to go for him. 
uh, mid tier uh, area. I went for TJ McConnell at 5,900 because uh, either whether Pascal plays or not, there's one thing for certain is that Tyrese Halliburton still is going to be out. Therefore, TJ McConnell will start at 5,900. And I think even right now, I think uh, Indiana Pacers did have a few questionable players. I don't know how many of them played tonight. Uh, so that is going to be interesting to see. Uh, but I think majority of them did play. But in general, I think TJ McConnell has a lot more responsibility, especially because Bruce Brown they did lose and he did handle some playmaking duties for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, and so I think with him gone, TJ McConnell and Andrew Nemhart are probably legitimately the only playmakers I want to say on the team. Uh, so I think TJ McConnell at 5900 is a pretty good price, especially considering they are going against, uh, I believe it's Portland Trailblazers. So overall, they should be able to still kind of do their thing and have a pretty good performance. If not, make it at least a game that goes end to end, wire to wire. Therefore, Teach McConnell could be involved for a good portion. Uh, a bit a bit cheaper than that is on the Portland side of things. And that's Malcolm Brogdon for 5,400. Uh, this is a player who, honestly, I just really like the upside potential in this pick. Because, uh, of course, Shaden Sharp is still out. Therefore, the starting lineup has been, uh, what's his name, Scoot Henderson and Inferno Simmons. And sometimes Scoot can have these awful games. Of course, there's games where he has his amazing performances. But there are some games where he struggles, and Malcolm Brogdon does play more minutes than him. Uh, so I think at 5,400 is a safe price to go for because, I mean, if he gets like 30 DK fantasy points, which he's really capable of doing, then you've got it, your money's worth it. There's a good chance you could even get more, right? At 5,400 is a really, uh, like really cheap price in my opinion. And he's a guy who I believe also has dual eligibility, so you can fit him at the point guard or shooting guard, shooting guard spot as well. And then lastly, my budget pick. Uh, I like this pick a lot. I'm surprised he's this low. It's Malachi Branham at 3,400. Uh, another player with dual eligibility can play the, the, the one or two. Uh, and this is simply a player who I've noticed that he's been involved in the rotation. I think he was injured for a bit, so he's come back. Uh, but with Victor out, I mean, he may get more shots. I mean, up and maybe, I know, has much more minutes. Uh, because this game against Charlotte, they, they definitely will be opportunity to have a close game. And, of course, if Malachi Branham gets it going, I think he might get those chunk of minutes maybe over a, tr a Trey Jones or a, I think is a Julian Champagne. So at, at 3400 it's a really, really good price, in my opinion. It allows you to go for the higher-end players, so a Jokic or a Bead, uh, if you want to go for one of those guys. Uh, and then we got the shooting guard spot. Uh, I guess I'm going for another guy who's dual eligible for point guard and shooting guard, and it's Infernee Simmons at 7,800. Uh, reason for going behind this pick, because of course he has had the some games where he struggled, but he is coming off a game winner, so maybe that gets him back on track. Uh, he's been averaging, I think, 25 DK fantasy points. I don't think the ownership will be there. However, I think this, the competition-wise, I mean, I don't think Indiana has the defenders to really guard him. Uh, I don't think if Pascal plays, it plays a factor in having uh, in, in, in Fernie Simmons having a good game or not. But the main thing that draws me out is that his home and away splits are just complete different. I mean, it's 11 DK fancy points different. Uh, I mean, at home games, he gets 42 DK fancy points away. He has 31. So I think uh, as long as he uh, can get him back to form, and at 1700, I think he is a really good price Uh especially for the upside he can possibly get. Like I said, he's had rough games, uh, but in these past game, two games at home, he's uh, averaged 20, 37 DK fantasy points among the two. 
so I think it's very well in reach for him to have another great night against Indiana team, which allows a lot of points. Uh, I guess another, because I'm not going too high expensive, I am mentioning a bit more in this range, and that's Bradley Beal at 7,400. Uh, another one of my players I like because I think his upside is much bigger than the value is being named. Uh, he's kind of come back, and he's been, I want to say, consistently playing games, which is good to see. Uh, because, of course, there was times where he was playing, and then he would miss games, and then he would get re-injured, or whatever the case may be. But he's been getting a good run of minutes in, finally. And he's been getting minutes. I mean, he's getting 38 minutes against Sacramento last game, 37 the game before that. I'm like, he's clearly playing, and he'll have these games where he can go off. I think everyone remembers that game against the Lakers where he had 37 points, uh, which had him around 55 DK fantasy points. So I think as long as he can keep... Uh, a similar rate i think the the reason you go for this type of pick is the upside uh another one of those players who splits is i mean uh, not a splits his last five games averages haven't been that high but going against his new only pelicans team i think because as usual the attention goes to a different booker or to a kd beal has advantage to always have the game where he's the one who takes off and at 7400 I, I just really like that price uh, mid-tier area, I guess I didn't really go for a mid-tier player. I don't think there was any attractive option in there. Uh, but I guess low to mid-tier area, I went for Trey Murphy the third at 5,200. Uh, just another player who I just really like at this price. I think he's he's also one of those players who I don't believe will have a lot of ownership due to his recent struggles. Uh, but we all know Trey Murphy the third is one player who's capable of having those uh, games that really show an impact and really help Pelicans actually win those games because... He can always shoot lights off sometimes. So at, at 5200, I think it's really good price to go for, especially when you go for these mid-tier guys. Uh, and then a bit cheaper than that, another low ownership guy that I'm going for is Eric Gordon, 4400. Uh, I'm convinced not a lot of people are going to go for this. This is why I kind of like this pick uh, because Grayson Allen is coming off that amazing game. But it was a bit, it's a it's a game where I think many will lean towards Grayson Allen having another great game. But I think Eric Gordon at 4400 is much cheaper. And I don't think Grayson Allen is set in stone and just having a good chunk of the minutes because I think if Eric Gordon has a stronger start, I think he gets those chunk of minutes and at 4,400 is a much cheaper price. And uh, I guess he's also one of the players I think who has the same upside as Grayson Allen. Uh, but before we move uh, on to small forwards, I do want to mention uh, the NBA Fantasy Pass that you can get for $6 per month. Uh, this is simply a pass where you get daily streams, recaps of the top lines uh, of the of every night, and you get Discord access to the pros. Uh, this is a package if you uh, which obviously just resides towards the NBA, but we also have the All Sport package available, which is eight dollars, which not only includes the NBA but includes NFL and MLB, so all three major sports into one package. I mean, I don't think you're gonna, you're gonna get a better deal than that. Small for five, small forward wise, pardon me. Uh, similar approach. Uh, of course, LeBron, Tatum are really expensive, and Tatum was a tempting guy to go for nine seven hundred. I think if you can fit him into your slate, uh, he would be one of my guys. But I decided to go for someone who was like twenty one hundred cheaper. I want to say, uh, and that's Jimmy Butler at seventy six hundred. Uh, this is a player who I went for on one of my slates on Wednesday against the Raptors. Uh, but of course, he had uh, an abysmal performance. Uh, so I'm thinking a game that you're going to have to really bounce back, especially because you're playing back at home, uh, because there's no way Eric Spoelstra did not rip this team up for scoring only 97 points against a team that just traded their 
their star player. So I think uh, this game will be much more aggressive in terms of getting the win and actually putting an effort. Uh, so I think Jimmy Butler will kind of have that game where he kind of goes off and he draws fouls. And especially because the opponent is the Atlanta Hawks. And I think the Atlanta Hawks aren't really known for a defensive team. I think he will able be continuously be able to draw fouls against the, the likes of a Jalen Johnson, I think, and uh, Danyaka Kong with the, the younger guys of the bunch. So I think at 7600, he's a price that I really like because once again, I'm gonna go for what I'm gonna go for the same that I've been saying all time, but uh, all time. I mean, throughout this whole podcast, uh, and that's just the upside. I mean, 7600 for a guy who you know is really well capable of going for over 50, especially at home and especially against Atlanta Hawks, especially because of the urgency. Because they that that game was abysmal. Now, I'm a Raptor fan, so I enjoyed it a lot, uh, but horrible if you're a Heat fan. Mid tier area, I just I went for my uh, my player who I think is going to strive with the absence of Victor Wembanyama, and that's Keldon Johnson, sixty four hundred. Uh, obviously, with Victor Wembanyama out, that means just like what fifteen to sixteen shots available, uh, and it comes down to two individuals in my head, and I think it's Keldon Johnson, Devin Vassell taking the most majority of them. Of course, Keldon Johnson is one of those risky picks because you're very you, everyone knows Keldon Johnson's the definition of hot or cold. Uh, because yeah, some games he'll have that hot knife, some games he'll have that cold stretch. Uh, of course, in this past four games, he's three three out of the four games, he's had sixteen and under. And the one rare game against it was against Chicago, he had forty one DK fantasy points. So I think in this matchup against Charlotte, with no Victor Wembanyama, I think he will definitely get that opportunity to have that great night. And I think he will probably will start in the absence of Victor Wembanyama, or maybe. I believe he should, unless they go with uh, a different lineup and maybe just replace Victor Wembanyama with the center, and that's it. He still comes off the bench, uh, but I still think that he will play and uh, a huge role. Also, due to the fact that with Charlotte's case, Mark Williams still out. Uh, Nick Richards is actually questionable too, like I mentioned. So therefore, he might not play. Therefore, you're talking about the backup Charlotte Hornets big man, and Kellis Johnson as a slasher probably might have the opportunity to just feast. And just do his thing. And then lastly, but not least, my budget pick, uh, another New Orleans pick, and that's Herb Jones at 5,000. Uh, one of the players who I kind of like in this slate, uh, I usually don't go for Herb Jones because of his, he used not really a score, but against his son's team, I think he has a much bigger role to play in terms of guarding, whether it's a Booker or whether it's a Beal or whether it's uh, a Kevin Durant. So I think in this matchup, uh, let's say in this matchup, I think Herb Jones does have a a great chance of having that great game where not only does he get you a few buckets, I guess corner threes, or just getting you some easy backdoor cuts, uh, some solid rebounds, a couple of assists, hopefully, uh, but <laughs> by of course getting some stocks uh, because I think the opportunity will be there because he's pot, he is he is their best defender and he will probably be needed to play to guard these individuals uh, moving on to power forward uh, did I say that was the last New Orleans pick because if I did that's completely incorrect because I'm going for Zion at 7500 uh, Zion another player in the seven mid to mid 7,000 8,000 range and another player who I think in this matchup could really flourish uh, I think in the past game he had a great I want to say a solid game uh, against uh, what was it the the Charlotte Hornets, 
uh, with around 38 DK fantasy points in 27 minutes on 11 shots too. But we all know he's very well capable of doing better than that. Uh, so against this team against Phoenix, where it is going to be a tougher match, but it also might be a blessing in hindsight because that means maybe it's more competitive and maybe he plays more than 30, uh, 27 minutes. And I think with Nurkic or is it Drew Eubanks or Chimezi Metu, I think Zion Williamson should be able to continuously attack the paint. Pardon me, with ease. Uh, especially because they don't really have a matchup for him or at least a physical one. Uh, of course, I think Nurkic is the only one who could probably give him trouble on the drives. But even then, if he lets Zion get too much momentum, I think he will take advantage. And especially because New Orleans has been struggling. I mean, they've been kind of that team that's been winning and then losing. So I think Zion should be having that urgency to play better. I mean, they've come out with the blowout win against Charlotte at home. I guess he's starting a, a home stretch for them. So uh, this game against Phoenix is just as important. I think Phoenix has these vulnerabilities, so Zion Williams should be able to capitalize uh, in this game. Uh, Mid-tier pick, I decided to go with Cam Johnson. Uh, Cameron Johnson, of course, uh, for the Brooklyn Nets at 5,900. Uh, player based off his opponent, actually, because the Lakers, if we're one thing that we know about them, they let a lot of threes open. Uh, and I think Cam Johnson should be able to just flourish and just able to get some easy shots off. Uh, against this Lakers team, which struggles with holding these players uh, to close, uh, to uh, bad games. Uh, but of course, he's also in that price range where, of course, if the Lakers you know, do their defensive thing that they always capable of doing, uh, he's still not too much of a price where you feel like you're spending too much or you're losing out on other players. I think he's 59 is a really good price tag for him. Uh, therefore, he's a player who, once again... Like my tagline, the upside is gonna be there at fifty nine hundred. Uh, and last but not least, spoke about one side. Let's speak about the other on the Lakers side, and that's Jared Vanderbilt at thirty five hundred. Uh, Jared Vanderbilt. It was between him and Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura, I actually wouldn't be a bad pick either at forty three hundred. Uh, but I decided to go with Jared Vanderbilt because he's eight hundred cheaper and he's been achieving better results. Uh, at uh. I think he's been averaging like 18 to 20 DK fantasy points in the past six games, which is good to see. Uh, of course, he's not doing it based off scoring, but he obviously can get some easy buckets, but it's a few rebounds and a couple of uh, maybe one or two stocks, which is really just get him to that area. Uh, I think he's also been healthy, which is good to see. And uh, because this Lakers team has been struggling, Darvinham has been experimenting a lot, and Jared Vanderbilt has been continuously playing, which is what you like to see. Last but not least, the center position. And before we go into this one, I want to mention the DFS pass, which you can get for $5 per month. Uh, with this pass, you get the DFS delivery, you get the pickums daily from Thrive Fantasy, and you get Discord access as well. Uh, this is another one of those package, packages where I think this one, the difference comes down to Thrive Fantasy picks, which honestly is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, of course, I think it's $5 is such an appropriate price too. And this is one where like uh, like with the NBA Fancy Pass, you can win some big money. On to the center rotation, and this is not going to excite a lot of people, but I didn't really go for anyone high. I mean, I did think about the fact that maybe... Uh, it's just that Jokic and Embiid are really expensive, man. Uh, I guess Anthony Davis is someone you want to look towards if you want to build a superstar, but he wasn't really my favorite pick, that's, that's why I didn't name him. Uh, but... If you were if you were looking for a superstar to build your slate around, I think Anthony Davis might be the guy to go for. 
Nicholas Claxton is a great defender, but Eddie Davis is taller and he's more physical, so he'll still be able to get his way. But where I liked my area here was the actually the low to mid tier area. Uh, starting off with Duo Reed. Uh, hopefully, I'm not pronouncing his name wrong, but he's been a player who's just been absolutely amazing at the center position. I don't even think he's that tall, uh, but he's been like having games where he gets around 30 DK fans points. Sometimes he'll get around 20. And of course, with DeAndre Aiden back, you do wonder if he's going to get the same amount of minutes, but I, I generally think he could still get like 20 plus minutes easily. Uh, and just kind of just do what he's been doing, which has been like scoring like double digit points, getting you like seven, eight rebounds. Uh, of course, because Infernity Simmons has been able to find him, and he's also been scoring the three at a pretty good, decent rate. I think it's like 33%, uh, 36% from three, uh, which is honestly really solid. So if he can just continuously keep his averages up, especially in this matchup, where I just, I don't know if Portland's, in case like how much they're gonna try to win so i think dual breathe will still have the opportunity to just have a a great game uh but in the the budget side of things i got two players who i really liked and that's starting off with dominic barlow another player who i hope i'm not mispronouncing uh but he's the spurs center and i think with vector rambanyana l i think his he should be able to get more minutes than usual and he has been striping with the minutes he's been getting. Uh, he's been averaging like around 20 DK fantasy points. Uh, in some cases, been getting points and then getting a few rebounds and a couple assists. Uh, nothing too crazy, but at 4300 is a solid price, especially because he's been averaging like 20 minutes. So if he can get over 25 or maybe even 30 minutes if we're lucky, then uh, you can expect a solid performance because I think his only competition will come down to Zach Collins, uh, who I think is actually questionable so he might not even play and charles about charles bassey is out so i think he's essentially the only center forward at spurs who would like you would expect to play a lot of minutes anyways and at the same price of 4300 decided to go for Oneka akongu and this is a player who uh honestly it's kind of a bit of a situational pick mainly due to the fact that clint capella is healthy uh so maybe not a lot of players go for him his ownership might be low but i think in terms of matchup he might match up better against a Bam Adebayo. I mean, of course, I think Atlanta, we don't know if they're trying to tank or they're still trying to win. But, I mean, I, I say that, but they did win that last game against the Orlando Magic. Uh, but I think a Congo matches up better against these more mobile bigs than a Clint Capello would. And I think slowly but surely they are trying to make a Congo that main center. So at 4,300, it is a... A low price and of course the matchup doesn't suit him in terms of scoring but with the point guards like DeJounte Murray and Trey Young you can still expect him to have these games where he could possibly go for a 28 DK point game or 25 something along the lines of that and if you're lucky Clint Capella doesn't play or struggles a lot maybe even hit that 30 minute mark and hopefully get over 30 DK fantasy points and that about wraps up my position picks for this slate uh, of course it's I usually give you guys try to give you guys a high tier, mid tier, low tier picks, but I didn't give me give you those high high tier picks. I want to say, but of course in the seven game slate, like I said, I don't think I found a lot of them appealing, and of course a lot of my picks went down to the tagline uh, that they have upside, right? So I hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, if you want, you can find me on Twitter at two nice well t o zero underscore nice underscore, and we can talk about. 
how my picks are right uh, about tomorrow. And then, you know, you can hit me up a follow and, then, you know, make sure you follow Sports Ethos as well. Uh, but I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this podcast. As always, have a great day uh, or a good night. And uh, I'm going to catch you guys later. And hopefully you guys win some big money. Goodbye. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.